The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. And welcome to all those who are free in Christ Jesus to the Daily Witness Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Van Fieren, and in today's episode, I want to show you this amazing truth that you are already free. Praise God. Let's jump into a word of prayer, and I've got a lot to share with you. Father, Lord, thank you for revealing to us more and more of what your son Jesus has done for us, Lord. Lord, I remember you showing me this, that Jesus is the answer to every single question. And there's a lot of people out there, Lord, that's struggling right now. And Lord, this message is going to help them realize that they are already free. And Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, use me today to get this message through to your people. And Lord, open their hearts. And Lord, help them to receive this message. Because Lord, this is truth. Praise God. I ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Okay, so apparently there are 7.9 billion people worldwide. That's the apparent world population. And of that 7.9 billion people, there are 2.2 billion Christians. Now, I don't know if that's 100% true, but that's what I found online. And I somewhat believe that. Praise God. 2.2 billion Christians. Okay, so out of that 2.2 billion Christians, everybody is struggling with something, okay? Everybody. And I'm talking about Christians. I'm not talking about the world. I'm not talking about non-believers because we know that they don't have a God. So naturally, they're going to be struggling in a lot of areas. But the group that I'm talking about is the Christian, okay? That 2.2 billion Christians worldwide that are struggling with something, Not every Christian struggles with the same thing. Different Christians struggle with different things. I just created a short list in front of me that I just want to share with you. There are a lot of Christians, a large percentage, that struggle with alcohol. They abuse alcohol. There's most probably a massive percentage of Christians that struggle with debt. There's a massive percentage of Christians that struggle with some form of disease, and many have obviously passed away due to that. There's a massive percentage of people that struggle with some form of drug or lust or pornography or poverty or sickness or the habit of smoking or some form of sin. Okay, so we're looking at 2.2 billion Christians worldwide that are struggling with something. And some Christians are struggling with more things than other Christians. We know that God is a good God. We know that many have received their deliverance from some form of the curse. We know this. We believe this. There are Christians that used to be poor. They received the blessing. The Lord has led them into their wealthy place. Now they're no longer struggling with poverty anymore, but maybe they're struggling with some form of sickness. Or they're struggling with lust or they're struggling with alcohol abuse. There's a lot of struggle going on in the body of Christ. And I know that you can relate to what I'm saying. Maybe you're not struggling with any of these, but maybe you've gone to a local church and there's people in there that you have seen or that you know of that's struggling with some sin or some habit. Now, when it comes to habits, my father knows this one man 
this man is not saved and this man used to work with my father and this is a good guy he's a good friend of my father my father's always ministering the gospel to him and this man struggles with alcohol abuse and uh, because of this he has lost his job there are times where he will go through this phase where he just drinks and he doesn't show up to work and because of that he doesn't get paid and there are times where he will have to sell his phone or he will have to sell anything that he was busy accumulating just to get back to the level of surviving. You see that? Now, I know I'm talking about Christians, yeah, but he is a good example. Now, I've heard people say that all he needs to do is just not drink alcohol. Like, that's it. Like, that's his answer. Like, he will be sorted if he just doesn't drink alcohol. It's not that easy. You've got to realize there are devils involved. You've got to realize there is an unrenewed mind involved. So with the unrenewed mind and with the devils working on the scene, a person cannot just quit cold turkey. There's another woman that I used to work with, a very good woman. You know, she was a good friend of mine, Christian. Only found out later she's a Christian. She was saved and she didn't even know it. She didn't even remember it. But she was stuck in the habit of smoking. And she would fly through cigarettes. And she told me, she said many times she tried to quit. And if anything would irritate her on any particular day, she would go back to the cigarette. It's not as simple as just stopping. There are some people that's stuck in many different habits, that's busy destroying their lives. I remember my ex-girlfriend, um, both of her parents used to smoke. And the father told me, he ran the calculations and he told me that if they had to save up all that money that they spent on cigarettes, they could have bought themselves a brand new car. You know, when it comes to habits or various sins, it's not a quick fix of just saying, hey, you know what, I'm going to stop today and I'm never going to do that thing ever again. And they just quit. It's not that simple. There are devils involved. There is an unrenewed mind involved. There are people around them that kind of push them in that wrong direction like that friend of my father's he has a lot of drinking buddies that pull him back into that world all the time it's not just as simple as just quitting now this teaching is to show you that you are already free no matter what you're going through you could be stuck in a number of sins or a number of habits that you've been trying to get out of and all this time all you needed was the preached word and you needed God's take on your situation. And what I mean by that, I'm talking about his word. So I'm going to show you a few things that I believe is really going to bless you. So first of all, I want to show you the direct connection between sin and the curse. You know, you can't have one without the other. When a person sins, the curse is guaranteed to follow. That's just how it is. If we go to Genesis chapter 2, and I'm going to be reading from verse 15 to 17 from the King James Version. Uh, this is what it says. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. In the day that thou eatest of it, therefore thou shalt surely die. So God was given man a very basic, very simple commandment. All these other trees around you, you can eat of it, but just this one tree, do not eat of it. And we know what happened. Adam and Eve, they ate of the tree that the Lord said, do not eat of the tree. And they sinned. If you go through Genesis chapter 1, you're going to see how beautiful that garden really was. When you step over into Genesis chapter 2, you're going to see that there was even gold outside that garden. There were beautiful rivers. There were beautiful fruit and vegetables. 
They were beautiful animals. Everything was beautiful. Everything was stunning. They were living the life. God gave them the commandment and the calling to take the blessing that was now on them all around the world. They were supposed to do a lot of traveling. They were supposed to bring that blessing wherever they go. They were supposed to fill up the earth with that blessing that God has given them. They had an exciting calling, to be honest. Adam and Eve were supposed to be the first couple to go around the world and bring that blessing, bring that goodness of God, bring every good thing all around the world. But they sinned. They did that one thing that the Lord told them not to do. Now, if we jump over to Romans chapter 5, and I want to read verse 12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. You see that? Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin. Now, that death there, not only does it mean a physical death, but it also means a spiritual death. It means death in everything. The Apostle Paul was actually talking about the curse. Death and the curse is the same thing. Have you ever seen people that are extremely broke, living on the street, sleeping on a cardboard box? They have experienced death in their finances. Have you seen married couples just get a divorce? They just get a divorce and they go on hating each other. That is the marriage experiencing death. Have you ever seen kids grow up that hate their parents? That is a death in that relationship. There are different types of deaths. Or should I say there are different types of curses under the banner of the curse. So every bad thing that you see in the earth today came from the curse. Every bad thing that you see in the earth today came from sin. Do you know that all these different sins that are in the earth is because Adam and Eve sinned? Do you know that all these different curses that are out there today is because Adam and Eve sinned? I just read it to you. Romans chapter 5 verse 12. But God had a plan to get rid of the sin problem. So I want to show you a few things. God's plan was to sacrifice Jesus for each and every one of us. That was God's sin sacrifice. Jesus is the Lamb of God. He was the sin sacrifice. And uh, I just want to show you in these two scriptures what exactly I'm talking about. If you look in Isaiah 53 verse 5, this is from the Amplified Classic Version. Now remember, this is a prophecy of the one that was to come and to take our sin. Okay, so let's go through it. But Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our guilt and iniquities. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded him, we are healed and made whole. Okay, so I'm going to stop right there. Uh, You know, you see words like transgressions. You see words like iniquities. So I'm just going to show you exactly what that means. So I just went online just to get a basic definition of it. And the word transgression means an act that goes against the law, rule, or code of conduct, an offense. I'm going to read that again. So this is what a transgression is. An act that goes against the law, a rule, or code of conduct, an offense. Now, the word iniquity means immoral or grossly unfair behavior. I did some further digging online, and here are some examples of what transgressions of iniquity is. A crime, distress, evil, evil doing, harm, iniquity, injustice, malice, Misdeed, offense, sin, transgression, trouble, vanity, vice, viciousness, wickedness, and wrong. 
So if we go back to Isaiah 53 verse 5, you can understand the scripture more on what Jesus has actually done for us. But Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. Jesus was wounded for us breaking the law. Jesus was bruised for our guilt and our immoral or grossly unfair behavior. The chastisement needful to obtain peace and well-being for us was upon him. And with the stripes that wounded Jesus, we are healed and made whole. So this plan wasn't a plan that God hatched up on the last minute. If we go to 1 Peter 1 verse 19 to 20, we're going to see when God created this plan. It says, But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. This was always the plan for God to get us back. This was always the plan. If I can say from day one, God had a plan to get us back even before Adam and Eve failed. That is how much God loves us, that he had a plan to get us back even before he lost us. Praise the Lord. Jesus was the original plan. Now we can step over to Romans chapter 5, verse 19. It says, For as by one man's disobedience, many were made sinners. Okay, we know that's true. Adam and Eve sinned. And the Bible says that death came upon all men, everyone. But listen to this. So by the obedience of one, talking about Jesus, shall many be made righteous. Man, I'm so glad we're born again. I'm so glad that God has our back. And I want to show you exactly what this means for you and I. We're going to go to the Gospels. I'm going to show you how Jesus walking in his calling affected two specific people. Now, remember, this is before you went to the cross. After you went to the cross, now that applies to you and I. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 9, and I'm going to be reading from verse 1 to 8. And uh, I'll obviously be reading from the King James. It says, And he, Jesus, entered into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. And behold, they brought to him a man that was sick of the palsy, laying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their faith, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, thy sins be forgiven thee. Remember that Jesus came to take away our sin. So let me just throw this in you. If you get rid of the sin, the curse has to go. It's like, uh, this is a very basic example, but I want you to see this. If you've got a lamp and you plug the lamp into the wall and you switch the lamp on, there's going to be light. And if I can use this analogy, the electricity is the sin and the curse is the light of the lamp. Now, if you get rid of the sin, which is the electricity, if you pull the plug on the electricity, guess what happens to the curse? The curse has to switch off. Oh, do you see this? The curse cannot operate if the sin is gone. The curse does not have a right to operate in your life if the sin is gone. Because the curse came out of sin. Sin didn't come out of the curse. The curse came out of sin. Sin was there first, and sin powers up the curse. So once again, this is what Jesus said to the man that was sick of the palsy. This man was struggling with the curse of being sick of the palsy. And this is what Jesus said. Son, be of good cheer. Thy sins be forgiven thee. So Jesus is getting rid of the sin, and you're going to see a miracle take place. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemeth. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore think ye evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or to say, Arise and walk, but that he may know that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins, once again, focusing on the sins, then saith he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go unto thine house. And he arose, and departed to his house. And when the multitude saw it, they marveled, and glorified God, which hath given such power unto men. Do you see that the sin had to go first, before the curse could leave. Do you see that? 
Jesus had to get rid of the sin first so the curse could go in order for this man to receive the blessing of a healed body. Oh, praise God. Jesus has set you and I free because he took our sin. You and I are free from that sin right now. You and I are free from those nasty habits right now in Jesus' name. Listen to this. This is my next example. This is in Luke chapter 13, and I'm going to be reading from verse 10 to 17, once again from the King James. And he was teaching, talking about Jesus, and he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. And behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed from thy infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. And the ruler of the synagogue answered with indignation that Jesus had healed on the Sabbath day, and said unto the people, There are six days in which men ought to work. In them therefore come and be healed, and not on the Sabbath day. The Lord then answered him, and said, Thou hypocrite, doth not each one of you on the Sabbath loose his ox or his ass from the stall, and lead them away to watering? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan hath bound, lo, these eighteen years, be loosed from this bond on the Sabbath day? And when he had said these things, all his adversaries were ashamed, and all the people rejoiced for all glorious things that were done by him. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Jesus took your sin. Jesus took my sin. We are free from sin. We are free from all these habits. We are already there. Because Jesus already took our sin. You know, people are trying to get out of various sins. They are trying to get out of various habits without realizing the truth that they are already free. They are trying to do it without Jesus' help. Because Jesus already did it for us. You and I are already free. And we need to hear our freedom. What I mean by that? Hearing teachings like this, that we are already free. We need to see our freedom. And i got the perfect scripture for you. This is a scripture that I just, I love so much. This is John chapter 8, verse 36. And this is something that I want you to keep record of. I want you to highlight this in your Bible if you do highlight. I want you to record this. I want you to keep this on your phone. Listen to this. It says, if the Son therefore shall make you free, he shall be free indeed. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free. Now, this I found very interesting. You notice that it uses the word make. If the Son, therefore, shall make you free, he shall be free indeed. The Bible doesn't say Jesus will set us free. It says Jesus will make us free. I prayed about that. I'm like, Lord, why did you make us free instead of setting us free? And then the Father just opened up my understanding to it. He said, when you were born again, when you accepted Jesus into your heart, your spirit was recreated you were recreated into your freedom. God didn't use your old spirit and just set you free. He made you free. You were recreated right into freedom. You are already there. You're not trying to get there. You are already free. You know, it's like when a factory produces a brand new car. That car has never, ever, 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 ever been driven in its life. No individual has owned that car before. You were recreated in Christ Jesus. You were made brand new. That's why you and I have been made free in Christ Jesus. Jesus had to take away our sin first. He pulled the plug on the curse. And when we accepted Jesus into our lives, we were recreated in that freedom that Jesus had already purchased for us. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm going to read 1 Peter 2.24. Listen to this. This is after the cross. This is what Jesus has already done for us. 
It says, who his own self, talking about Jesus, who his own self, bear our sins in his own body on the tree. He did this already. He already took those habits. He already took that habit that you have been stuck in for years. He's already taken that sin that you've been stuck in for years. That we've been dead to sins. We are dead to sin. We are dead to those habits. The Bible says that we should live unto righteousness by whose stripes we are healed. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I'm going to jump over to Galatians chapter 3. And you know the scripture very well because I quote it. I quote it a lot. This is the Bible truth. This is the gospel truth. This is what Jesus has already done for us. Verse 13, 14 and verse 29, it says, Christ hath, he has already redeemed us from the curse of the law. He's done this already. All those habits that you've been struggling with, all that sins that you've been struggling with, Jesus has already taken it, been made a curse for us. For it is written, Curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Praise the Lord. Verse 29, it says, And if ye be Christ's, which we are, then are he Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. You and I are already free. You and I are already free. Can I just say this to you right now? Your deliverance is closer than you think. Your deliverance is in you right now. If you have Jesus, guess what? You have your freedom from sin. You have that freedom from that habit that you've been stuck with all your life. You are already free. So what needs to happen? You need to begin receiving what Jesus has already purchased for you. And your first step was listening to this teaching. Because this teaching focuses on the end result. This teaching focuses on the finished work in Christ Jesus. I went over a few scriptures with you showing what Jesus has already done for you. If the Bible says that Jesus took our sin, guess what Jesus took our sin? Now, listen to this. I just need to throw this in there. This doesn't give people an excuse to sin. We're supposed to be living sin-free. That's what Jesus has done for us. We need to walk in that. So you took the first step by hearing this teaching. But guess what? You're going to have to listen to this teaching on a regular basis. Because you need to keep hearing it and hearing it. The Bible says in Romans 10, 17, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And if you read that whole chapter, it's talking about the preached word by someone that is called. You need to keep hearing this that you are already free. And secondly, you need to just meditate on scriptures like that. And I would highly suggest John chapter 8, verse 36, If the Son therefore shall make you free, he shall be free indeed. So you got your teachings going, you are going over that scripture every day, and thirdly, you got to declare it. you got to declare your freedom. And number four, you got to stay in a place of thanking the Lord for setting you free. You are already there. Praise God. I'm so blessed to be able to do this, to share this truth with you. Praise God. You are already free. Just receive your freedom. Renew your mind to the fact that you have already been set free. Praise God. God loves you. We love you. And remember, faith comes by hearing. So keep on hearing. Hey everyone, if you enjoyed today's podcast, feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. 
You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.